Amen. Remember, the battle is the Lord's. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Not to see Brother David, but to meet the Lord. That's what we're here for. Amen. Amen. Brother Tom said, camp starts now. I say, Amen. So let's get ready for camp. A great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I need more of Him every day. Amen. Amen. So I bring greetings on behalf of my wife, family, and the church back home. They're all praying for, for the meetings. And we know the success of a meeting is because the saints are praying. Amen. So all over the world, uh, different churches, believers are praying. So I'm under great expectation. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank Brother Tom, Sister Joanne for the hospitality. Amen. And for inviting us here. So may God have His way this morning. Amen. I don't want to keep you too long standing. If we can take the word of the Lord. Okay. If we can take in Matthew 27. View scriptures. Matthew 27, I'm going to read from verse 50. Say amen when you're there. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Let's take Hebrews, two more portions of the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 19. I'm going to read 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. And if you look to the word of boldness, the dictionary says, willingness to take risks and act. So the Lord is saying, go ahead, take a risk, start acting, have confidence, be courageous, don't be hesitating. That's boldness. And I believe I'm preaching to bold brothers and sisters this morning. Amen. So may God have His way. Amen. One, one portion of the scriptures. Last one. Second Peter 1 Peter 1.11. Yes, sir. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly... Into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God add the blessing to the reading of His Word. Let's bow our heads for the word of prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, 
Lord, we count it such a great honor and a privilege, Father, to be in thy presence. Lord, I pray, Father, we have gathered from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord God, for one sole purpose is to meet you, Lord God. So I pray, Father, may you take full control over the service. Lord, may you take me out of the way, Father, and make you speak through my lips, Father. You know the needs of your people, Lord. And we are a needy people, Lord. But, oh, our God is mighty. Our God is great. Great in battle. He still saves. He still fills. He still delivers. So, Lord God, while the word is being preached, Father, we want to water the word with our praises. And, Lord God, may it have such an effect in us. May it transform us, Lord, into your image, Lord. Lord, bless each and every one, Father God. And when everything will be said and done, Lord, may we say, oh, glory be to God. Because when he broke the bread of life, oh, Lord, our hearts burned within us. And may we leave this place, Father. Father, completely changed, Lord God. That is my prayer and my deepest desire, Lord, for each and every one, Lord. Bless now the service, we pray, and as these things in Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I just pray the Lord will guide me. I have so many atomic bombs here. Hallelujah. So we got all day. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. So while I was studying and seeking the will of the Lord, Lord, which way do you want me to go? Yesterday, Brother John, he sent me a text and he says, well, Brother David, same day, so that was yesterday, 27th of July in 62, Brother Branham preached in Victoria, B.C., and the title of the sermon was, We Would See Jesus. So thank you, Brother John. That gave a confirmation. I said, thank you, Lord. You used your servant. I know which way to go. For a title this morning, I'd like to take, The Veil is Rent. We See God in Plain View. Amen. Amen. So we're going to look into the natural and the spiritual. We know the natural typifies the spiritual, but there are so many parallels in the Word of God. And I, I've preached a series on, on the veil is ran back home, and it's, it, it is so wonderful. Because for many people, it is just, yeah, a veil was rent. Amen. But there's a natural part, but for us, there's a spiritual part. Amen. And it's so important. Now, if we look to, to this veil, in Exodus 26, it's a, there was a veil that shall divide. That's uh, 26, Exodus 26, uh, 33. The veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Amen. So there, the, and thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. So we understand that this veil separates the most holy place from the holy place. Amen. And it serves as a door to enter. Hmm? So that's where God's holy presence resides. Amen. And we, if we go further uh, through the Bible, we see that Solomon's temple, uh, if we look to the size, the dimension of the temple, um, in 1 Kings 6, I'm just going to quote him, go rapidly, but just to put a, a foundation, um, in verse 19 it says, And the oracle he prepared in the house within to set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And the oracle in the forepart was 20 cubits in length, 20 cubits in breadth, 20 cubits in height thereof. And he overlaid it with pure gold. And 
and so covered the altar, which was of cedar. Now, if we look in, in, in the concordance, oracle is defined as the innermost part of the sanctuary, referring to the Holy of Holiest. Amen? So now, if we look to a, uh, 20 cubits, one cubit is 18 inches, or a foot and a half. And for those that are a metric, that is, if we look now, the Holy of Holies was, we read it, 20 cubits in length, height, and, and, and width. So that's 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 30 feet high. And in metric, 9.10 meters. Okay, so everybody, just to give an idea, on, on, it was not just a veil, a little, little curtain, if we may say, that was, it, it was big. Now, no one could go in there but the high priest. In Hebrews 9, For there was a, a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer. And then he describes the different uh, parts that were there. And then he continues now, and, and over in the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always in the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second, when the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. Now the Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet, yet made manifest. While as the first tabernacle was yet standing. And if you look into the concordance where you see the way into the holiest was not yet, yet made manifest. The word manifest means to render apparent, or to appear, or to show. So glory be to God, our high priest, he went, amen, and he opened the veil, the way, the veil was rent, so we have a free access. Mm. Hallelujah. So now we can see how high, how width, and so on it was, and, 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 and the Bible doesn't mention the width of the veil. But I've, I've searched and, and I've, I've, I've found several, several uh, books writing about the thickness. And it refers to four inches, about 10 centimeters of thickness. Yeah. That's a, a thick veil. So for people, when Christ was crucified, some went and, oh, the veil is rent. Didn't mean anything. But we're going to see what it means for us. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, tr I'll try not to, to go too fast. Amen. Because they're so, oh, so, so rich, the Word of God. Now, we see the high priest alone could go in. And he had to be prepared a certain way. Brother Branham, he says, in a hidden life. And notice the dressing of this high priest. Before he could enter the veil, he had to be stripped and dressed right to go in. Hmm. That's what the church is today. What it needs is a stripping off of all these little coats and things and dressed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And ready to enter. So he didn't just go in, let go into the holiest of holiest. No, there was a way to prepare. Because if he entered, it was death if he didn't go the right way. Now, once a year, that's an adoption, Brother Bram says, Aaron anointed with what? 
with the rose of Sharon perfume. <laughs> oh, I love it. With the precious oil that had perfume in it, they poured it on his head, and it went plumb down to the hems of his skirt. And watch how this man had to go in behind them curtain once a year, packing before him the blood for the mercy seat. And that man had to walk in such a way that every time when he moved his leg, hallelujah, and he moved like this, and he made a step, they played, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Holy. So how do we come into the presence of God? Let me ask you the question. How did we come into the presence of the Lord this morning? Was our walk holy, holy, holy unto the Lord? Or was it, I'm in a rush, I'm, I'm too late. You come here all stressed. There's a way to enter into the presence. Christ, our perfect sacrifice. He has made a way. For us to have free access. When Jesus died on the day of atonement. He ran the veil in two. Not only that the high priest. But whosoever will. May come anytime. Into the Shekinah glory. Anytime. Not once a year. No anytime. We can come into the Shekinah glory. Hallelujah. The Shekinah glory of God by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen, Amen, brother Tom. I still believe God baptizes people with the Holy Ghost. I still believe God saves. I still believe God delivers. We serve a mighty God. Amen. We can talk, and often I quote it, brother Branham saying, Oh, we can talk about the world, how dark it comes. Amen. How terrible it is. It will go worse and worse and worse. But let me tell you, don't forget how powerful God's people are coming. Not by themselves, but God in them. That's the only thing that matters. Young people, all those that help at camp, one thing matters is to have a born-again experience to be filled with the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory. I love how the prophet said in the mighty conqueror. He went through the great veil yonder of sickness. The great veil of sin. He went through the great veil of worry. Why worry? Who's worried? I know I'm, I may be touching some sensitive feelings here. Why worry? Wow. Brother Tom. That sounds wonderful. Why worry? And the church says, Amen. Hallelujah. He went through the veil of fear. He tore every one of them down. And he ascended on high and received a name above every name. That's named in the heaven above or in the earth below or in the world to come. God taken the lovely one who stooped down so low for me, for you. Hallelujah! We have so much to rejoice. He stooped down so low for me. Hallelujah! And that even he didn't have a place to be born or a place to die. 
He had a borrowed womb and a borrowed tomb. But he went all the way for me. God exalted, exalted him on high and gave him a crown of glory yonder, a name above every name. And there he sits today, the mighty conqueror, since he rent every veil in two. Mm. The veil of sin was rent in two. The veil of sickness was rent in two. And every veil, listen to that, every veil that kept man away from God was rent in two. Glory! We have a free access to the Shekinah glory. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. He broke every power. Listen to that. He scattered every devil. You're not hearing me. He scattered every devil. Satan and all his demons are on the run. Because there's a people on the earth that take the word of God and believe the word of God. Not by reasoning, but by faith. The super sense, the sixth sense, it is written. Listen how good God is. So he scattered every devil and he made a searchlight from glory. Now Webster says, what is a searchlight? A powerful beam of light that is projected. A searchlight is an an apparatus that combines an extremely luminous source with a mirrored parabolic reflector to project a powerful beam of light. I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. He is the light. In Him there is no darkness. Do you know that light has no shadow? If you take a match, you have a light on it. You will see the match, the shadow, but not the fire. In the light there is no darkness. Mm. Now, let's continue. He says... There will be light in the evening time. How happy we ought to be that he said it. It's not brother Tom, brother John, brother... No, no, brother... No, no. He said there will be light in the evening time. And though there may be darkness, glows darkness all over the earth. Come on, church. Upon thee his glory shall be seen. Now... When a real sacrifice, Jesus Christ died at Calvary. He rent the veil in two, making a way with his own precious blood. That whosoever will can come into the Shekinah glory in the presence of the Holy Ghost and be partially filled, 99% filled, and be filled with the power of Pentecost. Yes, sir. That's what we need. And believe me, some people, when they saw the coming out of the upper room, when they had a real Pentecostal experience, amen, they thought, what happened to them? They must have been partying, drinking way too much wine. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. The wine I'm talking about is the wine of stimulation. Is the word of God, the power of God filling every vessel. And maybe you're going to walk a little different. You're going to sing a little different. You're going to worship a little different. But every step will be holy, holy, holy to the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, he says, be filled with the power of Pentecost. As, as they did after the veil had been torn down. And he, he just says... Yellow, brown, black, white, male, female, Gentile, or Jew, whosoever will. Come on, church. Whosoever will can enter freely into the Shekinah glory. That's what it's all about. That should be the priority in our life. Hallelujah. We have access to His life. And He wants to fill us. He wants to heal us, to set us free. But if we don't move, don't put it on Him. Look yourself in the mirror. In the Shekinah glory, there is no place for hatred. There is no place for jealousy. There is no place for frustration. There is no place for depression. Come on. All demons are on the run now. Because I don't come on my authority. I come under the authority of the word of God. It is written. Enough is enough. I've stayed out of the veil way too long. Hallelujah. You can be free today. Listen now. In the years when there was bondage, slaves, when they told them, in so many years, you're going to be free. They didn't have like calendars like we have in our, on our phones now. They didn't have calendars on the wall. But they found a way to know exactly <laughs> when the sun comes up. I am no longer a slave. I am free no matter who says whatever. And you have a free access to the Shekinah glory. And you can walk out of these doors being set free. Being healed. Being filled with the power of God. Enough is enough. Oh yes. Young people, I mean business. I don't come to camp just for another camp. No, no, no. This camp will mean everything for me. This camp, the 34th, 34th, the 34th camp will be a different camp. Not meaning that the previous were not good. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm going with just, with one goal, one focus, one determination is to receive more of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. He opened and tore down the veil with the shedding of his blood and made a way that you and I can come into the Shekinah glory. Oh, when I read that, it does something to me. In this Shekinah glory, there was an old stick. We all know that story. But this stick 
was blooming, yeah. budding. You want to talk about the power of God that can take an old stick? I'm not talking about age now. A sinner, but it can change that the fruits of the spirits come out. <laughs> Glory, come on now. So he made a way. Oh, and he is here. His great light has come to us. How we can be so thankful. And we should never take it for granted. How his great light is shining in our age. Oh, we have the message. We have the opening of the word. We have the revealed word. And it becomes a nice phrase to say. You're in trouble. Because it's much more than just a nice phrase. He made a searchlight mm, for a reason. Amen. He says, Shalom, peace, don't be weary. Jesus is here. Amen. His great light has come to us. We don't have to walk in, in all kinds of mind battles. I think... The Bible means this and that. And I think, what do you think, bro? Let's have, you know, a discussion and then... No! His light has come! The opening of the word has come for who? For me! For you! Here he is today. So now our attitude determines the result. Listen. Mr. Finney. Charles Finney. He was going to try, and that's just to to show you that the way how we are determined will show us the results. Now Finney, in one meeting, he wanted to try the acoustics. And after, listen now, that's the key here. After spending much time in prayer for that revival that he was going to hold... So now let's make it personal. After having spending much time in prayer for the camp that we're going to have, or for the Sunday morning service, or for the Wednesday night service we're going to have. Okay? Now let's continue. Amen. He wanted to try out the acoustics. He wanted to try his voice to see how it would carry. He slipped up quickly to the pulpit and said... Repent or perish. And he said it with such a force. After being under the anointing of God. Till the man down on the balcony fell on the floor. Brother Brennan preached a sermon called convinced and then concerned. Are we really convinced? Not mentally convinced about the message. Not mentally convinced about the word of God. Because mentally you will never know God. God is only known by faith. Faith is right now. It's things that are not even seen. But faith is. And then you're concerned. Finney with the revelation that he had. Look to what it produced. In another meeting in Boston, Massachusetts, he was there in a little bay window because there was no church to hold him. 
And he stood there with such mighty force and preached hell such a place until working men with their baskets under their arms fell into the streets and screamed for mercy in the presence of God. <laughs> great preachers. Great preachers who's been able by the word of God to bring the presence of God to an audience. But far be it. That man would ever be so seared in their hearts that they could never recognize the presence of God. Maybe that's an electroshock, but let it be a good one. Far be it that when we come into into these doors, we enter into the presence of God. Every service should be the the, the, the most important thing in our life. Don't give me the excuse of Laodicea. That's a cheap excuse. You have a free access. Far be it. Brother Branham, if you look. The book of Daniel. Sorry. If you look to the book of Daniel... Because some people use the excuse of Laodicea. And when you start reading Daniel, how? The decree of Darius, that's in Daniel chapter 6. The presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Wow. Every step, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Oh, and then they made a complot. And they say, oh, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So now, you see Satan, how subtle he is. Said, let's make a a plan now. And we're going to use the word. Hmm. And we're going to get Daniel. Hmm. That sounds, amen. That sounds familiar, brother Tom. (laughs) Now, here they come. Oh, thou great king. If that isn't Satan. Oh, you are so great. You are so powerful. You are so beautiful. Here's king. Give it. Come on. That's loud he's here. Oh, thou great king. What do you need? Where do I need to sign? Not even listening to what they were saying. Oh, thou king. Now, they make a complot. Then in verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, what did he do? Okay, Daniel, he knew his death warrant was signed. Now if we look at with our, our bright brain, This decree was only for a period of 30 days. So, you know, if I look to 30 days, maybe I will, I will just follow the decree. It's only for 30 days. You know, it's not important. 30 days in a lifetime. Come on. That's reasoning. <laughs> Let me just, you know, take some, some, some scriptures out in my life. And, and you know, I, I only take, it's only for a little. Nobody will, nobody will know. And humanly speaking, I'm of much more service to the king if I'm here. I can talk about the Lord to the king. You know, Darius, I will tell about how great God is. 
Do you follow? Uh huh. That's where Satan wants to bring you on. It's just a decree for 30 days. <laughs> now listen, Daniel, when he knew that the writing was signed, his death warrant was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open. He didn't say, let's have a prayer meeting. Let's close the windows, everything. Nobody will see me. No. I'm not afraid of my God, of, of, of showing to the people that I serve a living God. I'm not afraid to say I'm a Christian. I'm not to say I, I believe the word of God. Right, right, so Daniel opened up the window just like he always did. He went, being open, the windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. And he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. He knew his death warrant was signed. But he did not bend. He did not change in his attitude. Because he knew he wanted to praise God. Now what about us? Darius, he, he must have been a good preacher, Daniel. Because Darius in the Bible, listen, he says, Oh, Daniel, thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. He did a good job, Daniel. Now, what if he would have been for 30 days? Come on now. What if he would have been for 30 days? Do you think the message of the king would be like that? Oh, no. Here he's thrown in the lion's den. Oh, he cannot sleep, Darius. He cannot. Oh, he's in so much turmoil. He loved Daniel. But now some subtle people anointed by Demon spirits. Trapped. Oh Daniel. Servant of the living God. Is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? <laughs> Talking about a message. Oh Daniel. Is thy God still a living God? Oh little bride. Is our God more than able. To deliver thee. And here Daniel says, Oh, then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth. And I'll send my angel before thee. Come on now. Come on now. Hey, many men, what it needs, it takes the simplicity of believing God to make his word speak out, to show that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Oh, and it takes a humble heart. Dedicated to God. To bring Jesus Christ unto present tense. That's what it's all about. Now, don't tell me your story is different. That sounds familiar. God, He loves worship. He's an object of praise. And when you see what He has done for us, you can but worship Him. So I don't want to just be a noisemaker. I want to be a true worshiper. That worships in spirit and in truth. Now, when they dedicated the temple, in 2 Chronicles 7, Solomon 
When he had made the end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. Verse 2, and the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Abraham says, he says, why not dedicate ourselves to worship? The worship of the living God. And let him fill us with himself. And then we shall see the Shekinah glory return again to the house of the living God. Which is the human body. (laughs) We have a free access to his life. Amen. But we have to enter the right way. He wants to fill us. Amen. But if you stand there and not move forward, you will never enter into the Shekinah glory. And that's what it's all about, brothers and sisters. Let's continue. Now, when the veil was rent, what came in view? They could look right from the temple. They could look right there out of the temple window on Calvary. And there was God in plain view. Now, Brother David, we know that story. It's more than a story. Because Calvary should be remembered every single day in our lives. Because when you know what He has done, you can but praise Him. can but thank Him. The whole mercy seat is setting in plain view. Anybody can see it. The veil is rent. Glory be to God, says Brother Branham. The whole mercy seat comes in plain view. How it's in, now it's in plain view. Revealed by His Word. So you see, now the importance of the opening of the Word. It's always the Word. Constantly, that is God. It's the Word that opens it up. If those people would have known the Word of God, that day when Jesus died, they would have seen the mercy seat. But what is the plan of God now? God wanted to show them the mercy seed. God wanted to show them who he was. So the veil in the temple from the hand of God above was rent from top to bottom. And showed God in plain view. It was Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. The mercy seat. He says that in 64, the unveiling of God. That was Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. The mercy seat. That veil separated us from any blessing from God. But now, through Christ Jesus, we have a free access to His glory. Who shall separate us? From the love of God. God's plan has always been to reveal Himself. To show who He is. And now by God's grace, God sent us a messenger to open the Word, to take all the loose ends. So there's no more reasoning. There's no more worry. We can peace, shalom. The Word is revealed. We have an open book. Mm. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Ephesians 2.13 But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who had made both one, and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Oh my! That middle wall of partition, of separation, 
is no longer there by the blood of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Now listen. Brother Brown says, but when the true blood came, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, he broke down the middle wall of partition. He tore down the curtain from top to bottom. And now the believer, whosoever wills. So there's no forcing. The ministry, they preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. But unless we reply to the word, we say, Amen. We act upon the word. Don't blame it on the ministry. Oh, my life is miserable. My life this, my life that. The word is being preached. I'm a witness. I heard these brethren preach. Yeah. Glory be to God. The word is almighty. Mm. He broke down the middle wall of partition. He tore down the curtain from the top to the bottom. And now the believer, whosoever will, let him come into the Shekinah glory. So there's no more barrier. Okay, I'm going somewhere now. Brother Branham, he speaks in a junction of time that we got untapped resources. And you're scared to step out and to take God at His word. You're scared to go beyond the veil and the holiest of holiest. But fear not. Shalom. Fear not, little bride. Listen now. We have those untapped resources. Now, there's a way. That, that's the way man is today. You don't know that Jesus Christ has made you free, brother. Let's get out of it. Let's get somewhere. God made us free. Don't starve to death. Oh, yes. We can have a big, huge table. Plenty of food. But unless you eat, you'll starve to death. Don't starve to death. God has got Pentecostal blessings all through the skies. And untapped resources of His goodness. Let's get to it. Untapped resources. You know what that means? That we didn't tap into them. Let's get into it. Come on. Come on. They're ours. They're, there's for you, for me, for everyone. You're going to need, you, you won't need them in the millennium. Come on. We serve a God of today. Let's get to it. Whosoever will, let him come. Let him come. Drink of the waters freely. In another man, be not afraid. We've got untapped resources of bountiful blessings of God. Which is not limited. Come on now. Not limited, but unlimited. (laughs) Come on now. God is unlimited. Oh, what a camp we're going to have. From service one. Oh, we're going to tap into these untapped resources. Of bountiful blessings of God. Don't tell me you had enough. Don't tell me you had enough. You need more and more. One filling and many refillings. Now, we all know the story. 
mm, of Brother Branham talking about this jet plane. Come on now. It goes to a certain speed, and then it hits the, the, what's called the sound barrier. Come on, now I'm linking the barrier here. Amen. And they say that a plane struggles and shakes and struggles and shakes while it's trying to get through that sound barrier. Till it seems like the wings will tear off and the bolts will rip out of it while it's going through that sound barrier. And sometimes our life, oh, it seems like we're never going to make it. I've been in meetings. I've seen people that close of being filled, of being delivered. Because it is a struggle. Don't think Satan will put on the red carpet some nice flowers. Come on now. Come on now. You can do it. No, 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 no. He will attack you by all means. So in camp, in the service, when Satan comes playing with your mind. Don't fear, little flock. Press on. Press on. Press on. Maybe you will tremble. Maybe it feels like your wings will fly off. Don't you worry. Once you're in the Shekinah glory, an old stick can bloom like flowers. Hallelujah. Now it seems like Oh, the wings will tear off and, it, and the bolts will rip out of it while it's going through that sound barrier. But once it gets beyond the sound barrier, then its speed is unlimited. Once you're in behind the veil in the Shekinah glory, it's unlimited. Hallelujah. My God is mighty, my God is powerful. But unless we go beyond the veil. Hallelujah. And I can just fly free. Oh, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, and the church and you sitting here. Oh, you're struggling and God is pulling to you. And showing you things. And if you can ever get past that sin barrier of unbelief. That sin barrier of unbelief. If you can get past that. He didn't say it's going to be easy. Brother Tom, I've prayed for months. And I want to be set free of this and that. Yeah. Don't listen to the barrier of unbelief now. When the word is being preached, we are in the presence of God right now. So press on. Press on. Oh, I've done already so much. No, 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 no. Press on. Press on until your flight is unlimited. From glory to glory. Higher heights. Greater revelation. I'm not saying adding. No, 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 no. I want to make that straight. Some people use that greater revelation. So let's bring something new. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, listen now. 
So God is pulling to you and showing you things. If you can ever get past that sin barrier of unbelief, then an unlimited revival will break out through the United States or everywhere we are. Come on, we are going to the United States in a few days, but we can have a revival this morning. Come on now. Amen. Right now, we can have a revival in our lives, in our families, in the church, at the job. Get beyond that. Until you break through and the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Oh, then you will fly freely. When you go beyond our own sound barrier into the Word of God, then it's unlimited what God can do with a man. Hallelujah. So let's not miss the moment. Let's not miss the moment. Where are the bold brothers and sisters that that are willing to take a risk? Are willing to, to be courageous. Come on, Valent Heroes. I'm not only talking to brothers, sisters. Come on. It's not only for the ministry, it's not only for the brothers. Come on, be courageous. Now is my moment. Now is my meeting. Now is my time. The veil is rent. Christ is in clear view now. Hmm. So, the mercy seed was in clear view. Oh, hanging in clear view of the congregation. But now they were certain there under the popular opinion. Isn't that a word we hear today? The popular opinion. Let's have a meeting and talk about what our opinions are. God doesn't want a popular opinion. He says, I want you to believe my word. Is it that simple? Oh yeah, I told you already. It's that simple. You believe the word no matter what or who says about the word. Why did Brother Branham say and say and say? Say what I say. You know, he didn't mean it like that. I think, you know, with the the certain way he said it, he meant that. No, no, say what I say. I don't care who you are. The popular opinion. But now in the view of today, in the view of what we are here for today, I'm afraid that the traditions of the fathers and the church of father has hid this from too many people. That's what is going on. You know, it would be so close till it, it would deceive the very elect. Uh-huh. So since the Holy Ghost has come in these last days as prophesied, and the veil has been run, too many people try to hang to their tradition. Well, my family, they're like this. And you know, I'm not very expressive when I praise. I've seen all of you young people, and more older people, but I've seen you all praise. When you play a, a game, you get into the spirit of the game. But now we come in church into to the Shekinah glory. Now, should we be more expressive while we play an earthly game? I have nothing against game. Please, please, don't understand me wrong. But don't put it on 
my family, my character. Because believe me, when you go beyond the veil, when you go into Shekinah glory, Hallelujah. Worship rises. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Now don't put any tradition of my family, my character, my this, my that. You're putting a barrier where there shouldn't be any more barrier. And that's why, listen now, that's why they can't see this extreme joy and peace. Mm. How joyful are you this morning? Come on now. How joyful are you this morning? Are we coming to church? Amen. Like Brother Branham says, we ought to be waiting there before the doors open up. Because we have such a desire to be in the presence of God. So because of all these barriers that you yourself put, you cannot see the extreme. He didn't say joy. He said extreme joy. Because when you go in the Shekinah glory, there's extreme joy. Peace beyond any understanding. You can go to court. We have a brother in church. He works in a, in a building company, a restoration company. So, And now somebody attacks him. This man does the wrong job and he attacks him. We prayed for him. He went to court. He said, Lord, before going, he said, Lord, you know what's on my heart. You know what has been done. We've done it correctly. So... We're not in fault. We're blameless. But may you fight my battle. I would like to have an expertise. A true expertise. Because this man called a friend of his, so-called expert, to make an expertise. And between buddies, you know how it is today. I'm going to help you, you help me. You know, that's how it is. So he just, he prays, he goes to court. Now the lawyer of the, that man who sues him, Opens up, the, the judge opens up, this case, so and so forth. Now the lawyer says, before we start, we would like to have a real expertise. Now, the one who's attacking is asking exactly what the brother has prayed. The judge says, no problem. Everything will be done accordingly. He went to court with an extreme joy. Because he knew that God is mighty in battle. And for you, it is exactly the same. The case ain't over yet. But hey, when you go to court and your opponent is asking what you just prayed. I feel good. My God is on my side. I cannot be denied. Amen. My, I've got the best lawyer anyway. So don't put barriers so you can have an extreme joy. You can have peace. Hallelujah. Now, it's up to us to go through the veil. Amen, amen. Remember, God 
is manifesting what is behind that veil. Amen. What was it? What did it veil? We just read Christ Jesus in plain view. What did it veil, says Brother Miriam? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And now, in our time, in our generation, we have a prophet messenger come. Unveiling of God. Oh, I love it. A book sealed by seven seals. And here he, not Brother Adam, he comes on the scene. And reveals the mighty God before us. So what kind of people should we be today? Sure. Let's continue. Is that still okay? Lots of time. In the unveiling of God, he says, now we are invited into him. What for? To be partakers of all that he is. Come on, bold people. We're invited into him, which is hid to unbelievers by the veil of human flesh. Mm -hmm. They know that glory, they read of it. But it's in the word here. The glory of God and the things like that. It's just a word to them. So the word can be ministered. And for certain it's just a word. Oh I've heard that before. No effect. I've heard that before. You've got a wrong attitude. You're sitting in the presence of God. And the word is without effect. But to us, he says, it's a manifestation. It's no more a word, it's a reality. Come on, brothers and sisters. The word of God is a reality. It's not something, oh, I have to read my Bible. Oh, I have to listen to a message. I have to go to church. Oh, no, it's a reality. I want to go to camp. I want to go to church. Because I know I will receive more and more and more of God. Oh, He is so real. My God is so real. We should all proclaim Him. My God is so real. He's so real in my soul. Hallelujah. But it's an individual affair. It's you and God. You have to go in. Not your group. Not your church. Not your pastor. But it's you who have to go in. It's not a group event. Oh yeah, there can be many at the altar. But it's an individual affair. It's up to each and every one to be bold. Bold is not like... No. By all means, you will. It will be a struggle. Like the plane. Oh, yes, Satan. He will. If he can, he will pull your legs down. He will. Oh, yeah, he will try. But once you go beyond the veil, you fly free. And that's my prayer for these meetings. Hallelujah. If man. Now, listen. One time, if a man would go beyond that veil, it was death. 
But now it is sudden death not to go through. Amen. And we, I know we live in the age of Laodicea, but I'm not from Laodicea. I'm living in the bright age. Amen. The same, yeah, the same time, but hey. If you don't go beyond the veil, it is death. Who wants to be death? Now, if you hear the word this morning, let's act upon the word. Let's put ourselves in action. Because it's up to us to go beyond the veil. Hallelujah. Now, the one who came and rent the veil of the temple. The one who went right out of that veil came right down into human veils again the day of Pentecost. And that is still his desire. And do we desire? Do we have that same desire? God veils in human flesh again? So then let's be bold. And press in. And what a, what a mighty meeting we're going to have. By one spirit are we all baptized into this blood cell. Which is Christ Jesus. And that's what matters. And we are the sons and daughters of God. Joint heirs with him in the kingdom. <laughs> I love that when I read it. Joint heirs with Christ. You can be a billionaire. A gazillionaire. That's how you say it. Huh? That's nothing. And to be joint heirs with Christ. Come on. Joint heirs with Christ. When you go beyond the veil, when you're in Christ, in the Shekinah glory, you fly freely. Jesus had to be broken up there in order for that seed to let forth its life and to water other seeds that was coming. Oh, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. He's talking about me here. Other seeds that is coming. Woo. That's dynamite. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Now what for to open that cell where no man had ever entered before. To bring you and I into that blood cell. When you think of how big our God is. He fills all time and space. We are still seeking stars, million light years. Oh, we've discovered something new. He's already there, yeah. our God. Amen. And yet he made him so humble and so small that he can come in me, in you. That is for me a mighty God we serve. Mm. Now... Amen. Listen, a few more moments. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 that we have become the righteousness of God by our union with Jesus Christ. Did you get it? It says we are the very righteousness of God Himself by being in Christ. It says that He, Jesus, became sin for us. It does not say He became sinful, but He became sin for us. That by our union, we might have become the righteousness of God. And if we accept that fact, 
Come on now. And we must, says Brother Branham, That, the literally, that he literally became sin for us by his substitution for us. Then we must also accept the fact that we by our union with him have become the very righteousness of God. Amen. To reject one yes. is to reject the other. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> to accept one is to accept the other. And then he says, but we need to have it made alive to us. So we can have the mechanics. Oh yeah, you can have your mind full with mechanics. Word, word, word. You can quote from Genesis to Revelation. You can quote every sermon, every quote. Unless the dynamics comes on that. And that's what it's all about, sir. That's why we have service. Amen. That's why we have camp. Oh, I'm brought up in the message. My mom and dad are great. Oh, yes, they've been in the message for years. Unless you have a born-again experience. No matter how young you are or how old you are. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Hallelujah. He is the dynamics. And we just become members of the machine. Of this body forming ourselves into his image. And see him uniting himself with us. The dynamics of this church. Come on now. That's this church. My church. Any church who's listening. The the dynamics of this church will be a refilling of the Holy Spirit. That we have worked in a small measure. While the headstone is coming down to unite with the body. The full power of the Holy Ghost will raise her up. Oh, hallelujah. Talking about a glorious time that we're living in. That's what is going on. An invisible union between the headship and the bride. Now, let's continue. Oh, hallelujah. Shortly. In the year, Isaiah, he had a vision. Isaiah had a vision of the throne of God. And Isaiah 6 said, In the year of the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. Which twain he covered his face, and which twain he covered his feet, and which twain he did fly. Now, Brother Branham, he links that, and he brings it to us now. The two wings he had over his wings in the presence of God meant reverence. The two wings over his feet meant humility. And with a third he flew with him. He put himself in action. God wants us to be reverent, humble, and in action. And God wants his church to be in action. So unless you are in action... What does it mean in action? Go beyond the veil. Go in Christ. Run to Christ. He continues. He says, Oh, and even holy angels had to hit their sinless faces to stand in the presence of God. Oh, it was given wings to hide their faces in the presence of the Holy God. God, how are you and I going to stand there? 
So again, I ask you the question, how do we come to church? Sure. What do we come to church for? I want to see my buddy? That's not your priority. Your priority one is to see Christ. To meet Him and all His power. And that should forever be your priority number one. There, oh, what happens? Everybody thinks they're just so secured. They don't know. They're not reverent to God like they should. Why? Why do they do this? Because they're not conscious of His presence. This is not just a building. This won't be just a tent. That's a place that God has chosen to meet His people. Their minds become so perverted and taken up in the things of the world, till they don't even pay attention to it. They go to church, sure, but to realize that you're in the presence of God. Not only in the church, but wherever you are, you're in the presence of God. I just told you, God fills all time and space. So wherever you are, God sees what you're doing. God hears what you say. Now is our walk holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Winding up now. How did the high priest go in? Once a year. Think of it. Once a year. He could go into the Shekinah glory. Now. All of us here. We can go in. As much as we want. Don't take that. For granted. We can come in. The Shekinah glory. As much as we want. Because God gave us a free access. <laughs> That's why I want to praise Him. That's why I want to worship Him. But how many times did we really go into the Shekinah glory? Abraham just said, it's not just, I've been to church. I pay my tithes. I pay the offerings. It's an individual affair. It's up to each and every one. To go beyond the veil. Go into action. Many of us can be humble. Many of us can be reverent. But it's hard to get them in action, says Brother Branham. Now when we hear the prophet of God telling us certain things. It's hard to get them in action. Brother Branham, I want to be a bold brother, a bold sister. And I will be reverent. I will humble myself. And I will be in action. To go in the Shekinah glory. So that I can be filled, like Brother said, with Him. Not with me. The me has to get out. I have to die to myself. And dying is not easy. But we have to die nevertheless. All God's word must be fulfilled. By who? By us for this day. (laughs) 
It's becoming to us, behooving, it's becoming. It's like us. And if we are true witnesses of God today, oh, and John, we are the lights of this age. And if we are the lights of this age, there's so much scripture that's got to be fulfilled during this age, and it's up to us. Hallelujah, says Brother. It's up to us to see that all God's righteousness is fulfilled. And what is God's righteousness? His word. His word will never fail. The world will pass, but his word will never fail. And his everlasting is eternal. I won't go into that, but we know that John had to go and take the book. And you have to go and take the book. No matter how young you are. Some young people think it's only for at a certain age. No, that's nonsense. That's Satan coming, playing with your mind. You have to go take the book. We'll see how the Lord leads. Why? So that the prophet and the word would be one. But now he says, you are, listen, a prophet is God's reflector. Remember? How many knows that? The reflector doesn't reflect itself. The reflector isn't the reflection. There has to be something strike the reflector to make it reflect. So the prophet is a chosen vessel of God. That cannot reflect nothing at all, but he's in direct line with that reflection. To reflect the image of Christ, the Word. You see, nothing else can do it. Now, if we stop there, that was for Brother Branham, we can say. That was only for Brother Branham. Okay. Now, Brother Branham says, you are a reflector. You are. A reflector. And it behooves us. It's up to us. To manifest the word for this day. Oh, bright and shining. That's the reason he had to eat the scroll. He had to reflect the word for that age. Oh, what we need today is not whether we are assemblies or church of God or oneness. Our walk ought to be playing to the public. Holy, Amen. holy, holy, holy to the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. And that's the only thing that matters, brothers and sisters. That our walk, our daily walk, not just our walk in church, not just our walk at camp. Our daily walk is holy, holy Amen. to the Lord God Almighty. And unless you go, you live, you stay out. You die. Brother David, that is a hard message. It's nothing but the word of God. And we can, I can only, we can only encourage you to go. Run to Christ. Run to him. Brother David, I received already a blessing so many years ago. So what? Are you flying really free? Like Brother Ram says, when you are beyond that barrier... You fly, it's unlimited. And we have untapped resources. Not to remain untapped, not to leave. Oh, it's nice, I could be free. Oh, I could be healed. Oh, my son, my lost son, backslidden can go. No, no! 
Hey, if a stick can produce flowers in that presence, this stick didn't ask anything. But if you ask, you shall receive. <laughs> you are much more valuable than a stick. Come on now. Brother Branham, he says, if I hold, held here in a cup the blood of Jesus Christ, how I would hold it and make sure I don't spill anything. But then he says, but before me, I have more precious than the blood, physical blood of Christ. I have the redeemed of the blood. Hallelujah! I am redeemed, bought with a price. Hallelujah! Now whosoever will can have the same anointing of the Shekinah glory and walk a holy life. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The musicians can come. Mary said, let it be according to thy word. And how many can say this morning, Lord, let it be according to thy word. I want to be an action. I want to be an action. I want to be the one that is humble, reverent. When I enter into his presence, I want to be reverent. I want to press on. Until I receive my full portion. Why don't we stand? Brother Bram says, if you leave that word, you have left God. Woo! I am the word. If you want deity in your midst, then welcome and receive the word. Don't ever let anyone or anything get between you and that word. This which I am giving you, the word, is a revelation of myself. I am the word. Remember that. I wonder if we are, Brother Tom, if we are sufficiently impressed with the word in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm not quoting that for Brother David. Oh, no, no, no. If anybody thinks that... May God bless you. That has nothing to do with Brother David, Brother Tom, Brother John, Brother Tim, Brother Ed. He says, I am the Word. And I wonder if we are sufficiently impressed when the Word is being preached. It's another service. Oh, it's another camp. Oh, I've heard that before, Brother David. Oh, Brother Tom, well, again, the same subject and so on and so on. You need a real born-again experience. You need to go beyond the veil. Because He is the Word. And if we are not sufficiently impressed with the Word, the revealed Word of the hour, I am the problem then. You are yourself. Because He is the Word. Do you know the song? You can start playing, please. The word should be our absolute. You know what that means? Brother Bram says in Webster, 
absolute is perfect in itself. You want to you wanna start talking? Negotiate. Talk it over. The word is the absolute. Perfect in itself. Unlimited in its power. The last thing, the supreme. That's what God gave us. He gave himself. But for us now, we have to go and take the little book. So we become the little book. You can call it a scroll. You can call it a little book, whatever. Go and take the word. So you become the word. So that you and the little book become one. That's the only thing that matters. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, no rapture. That's what Brother Brown says. That's the importance of going to camp, going to church. And you know what? Why am I so desperate? Why are the brothers so desperate? Because we want the last one to come in. I want to go home. I want to go home. To be with my Lord forever. No more suffering. No more death. No more headaches. But glory and glory and glory. Forever and ever and ever. I'm telling you, says Brother Manham, when you break that traditional barrier that Jesus is way back and He isn't now, when you found He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, there's no limit to what God could do right here. There's no limit to what God can do in your life. What is He wanting? What is He desiring? The presence of the living God in Morphe, unveiling himself into human flesh again. Broken every barrier, every veil, every veil, nothing could hide his presence. And when people get hungry in their hearts, there's a veil ready to be broke. Come on, church of the living God. How hungry are we? How thirsty are we? Let the revival break out in every heart. In that same quote, he says, Doom devils are on the run. <laughs> Come on, church. What's your problem? I have no authority, but he is the ultimate, the supreme and under the authority of the word of God, he got the name above all names, Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, every every sickness can be healed every demon has to flee don't miss your opportunity now it shouldn't be just one meeting It's meeting after meeting after meeting. Imagine the high priest going once a year. How he must have felt. 
we have the great honor and privilege, the grace that God has given us to enter in every time we desire. So why don't you start desiring more of God? Say, Lord, I'm needy. I want to go beyond the veil. Oh, I'm maybe not worthy, but you said that I am worthy. So glory, glory to God in the highest. He redeemed me. The word says that the veil got ran from the bottom to the top. Not from the, uh, from the top to the bottom. Not from the bottom to the top. It showed that God himself yeah. tore it apart. Everything testified. Lightning forked through the dark angry skies. The sun went down in the middle of the day. The stars refused to shine. And everything gave testimony that we are redeemed. Now redeemed means that we can never be sold in the market again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Satan! Listen carefully. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Never to be put in the market again. Once you go beyond the veil and you are set free, Reverend says, the devil can never make you a slave again. Hallelujah. Why don't you give our Lord and Savior all the praise this morning? He can never make you a slave again. That's what God has done for me. That's what God has done for you. So I pray, take me into the Holy of Holiest. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. While we sing that song. Why don't we praise our God? Press on. Press on. It might be struggling, trembling, but press on. Go beyond the veil so you can find extreme joy, peace beyond understanding, perfect love. Oh, hallelujah. That's His plans for us. Why don't we sing that song? Here I am.